You're listening to the Church of Christ podcast. My name is Levi Christ. I am an artist, an actor, and spiritual practitioner. And this season, I am turning the lyric into the lesson. The song is the sermon. I'm going to pick a song of mine, do a deep dive, and come out with a practical spiritual principle that I believe will help you get tangible results on your way to radical self-improvement. Hey, you bless me for being here, and I'm going to do my best to bless you back. Let's feel good right here, right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Church of Christ podcast. Oh, man. Here we are. Episode 28 of season two. Enjoying season two, sharing all the backstory of these songs and doing deep dives into the the meaning and see if we can come out with something kind of inspirational. That's what we're doing this season, season two. If you like the format, I sure would love you to give a five-star review on the Apple iTunes podcast platform. It's super easy. Just tap five stars and give me a few words, letting me know what you think about the podcast. It does so much for the visibility of the podcast. And uh, I do have a perk for you, by the way. If you if you do that and you want to screenshot that review and you want to email it to me at levichrist.com, Levi at LeviChrist.com or post it on Facebook and Instagram and tag me. Either way you want to do it. I am doing a drawing at the end of December or December uh, for a prize package valuing over $200 new merch stuff that you do not already have completely new stuff. Um, and I'm going to be drawing a name out of a hat and your name's going to go in there for 30 seconds of you just going and leaving a review that makes a difference. Hope you do that. So Here I am. It's afternoon here. I'm just kind of chilling out and uh, just got through with a voice lesson. Um, I've been working with Darcy Monet Vocal Stylings Studio, Vocal Studio. Uh, It's amazing how we're going through a lot of the old material that I have sang. And, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff I just never really gave much thought to because um, I was... uh, 25 and smoking a pack and a half a day and didn't care and didn't give any thought to perhaps healthier ways of hitting those notes. (laughs) So we're going through a lot of my old stuff right now. We're actually going through, um, we're going through, uh, one of the ones, the original album, because there's a lot of songs there that like just live up in that higher part of my register. It's kind of cool. You know, I forget that when you do things correctly and you learn how to how to treat your body properly, you can do more. You can do more. And the older I get, the deeper my voice seems to go. And it makes it a little bit more difficult <laughs> to hit some of those high stuff. Hey, speaking of one of the ones... You guys, that's the next virtual concert and the final virtual concert of the music season, October 30. Hold on. Let me check real quick. I think it's October 31st. I think I think that Sunday is actually October 31st, but let me check real quick so I don't misspeak. Yep. October 31st. Halloween, the very last virtual concert of the season. And I'm going to be performing songs from my debut album, One of the Ones. Hey, if you're new to finding my music, One of the Ones was uh, a little... 
a little $200 CD that I created one pass for all the songs in this little studio in New York City because I needed a product because The Apprentice was going to air and I was on it and I was going to sing on it and it was going to introduce me to the world and it's kind of like that little debut CD had a life of its own and 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 uh, it's kind of fun reminiscing about it so if I mean if you want to be a part of that virtual concert obviously you need you know where to go levichrist.com slash ticks slash ticks t-i-x would love to see you there would love to see you there so yeah i'm enjoying reminiscing on these songs and having my voice lessons and just uh relearning how to sing which is weird getting rid of those old habits that don't serve me anymore so do you want to talk about one of the ones we've got like five podcasts left before the end. Oh my God. We got five podcasts left before the end of the season. (laughs) Oh man, I'm already missing y'all. It's really fun to have these conversations every week with you. Um, Man, I can't believe that we're doing it. Okay, well, you know what? We're going to start with the song that I aspire to perform better than it one day. Millions of millions of streams for this song, I Should Go. It is the one song that globally people, if they know me, they know this song. And that for a lot of people, that is the thing they associate with me is this song from the season two finale of the vampire diaries. I should go. I should go is a song that, uh, was written early afternoon after waking up after a very, very long, long night of, um, partying, with a fellow recording artist at the time. I was working with A&M Records at the time, and he was from the UK and working with another record label. And we were thrown together by our managers to do some songwriting together for each other's projects. Um, And he was just this amazing dude, like awesome guy, uh, guitar playing, singer, great voice, great looks, just stunning. And we were thrown together to spend a couple of days together. And uh, this evening was spent at the Standard, drinking, doing drugs, staying up all night, um, becoming silly, and just being in these intimate quarters together, writing songs, kind of in an altered state from substances. And my emotions just got confused because I just felt like I know this guy's got a girlfriend and I know that like we're totally hitting it off and he's like such a great dude. And I and we're kind of now been hanging out a while. I feel like he's a good friend. This is really complicated. So uh, after that really intense night where we were in a hotel room and he was just sitting there like sweating from the cocaine, shirt off, guitar in his lap, sitting on the edge of the bed with me sitting in the floor with a notepad, just writing lyrics and working with him and looking up at him. And this moment that was just like, 
times stood still. And I was like, what was that? What was that? And it just sort of lingered for the rest. Of, I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I ended up going to bed that night and waking up and running to my piano, hung over, feeling like shit and writing these lyrics. You know, here we are. Isn't it familiar? I haven't had someone to talk to in, in, in such a long time. And it's strange. All we have in common and your company was just the thing that I needed tonight. But somehow I feel I should apologize because I'm just a little shaken by what's going on inside. And I remember feeling that in that moment, actually saying this out loud to him. I should go. And I thought to myself, before my will gets any weaker and my eyes begin to linger longer than they should... I should go before I lose my sense of reason. And this hour holds more meaning than it ever could. I should go. This second verse sums up that moment that I'm talking to so well. It's so hard keeping my composure and pretend I don't see how your body curves beneath your clothes. And your laugh is pure and unaffected. It frightens me to know so well the place I shouldn't go. But I know I have to take the noble path because I don't want you to question the intentions that I have. So I should go before my will gets any weaker, before my eyes begin to linger longer than they should. I should go before I lose my sense of reason. And this hour holds more meaning than it ever could. And it was odd that I dismissed myself. It was abrupt. Just like the lyrics suggest, it was one of those moments where I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Mm. So the bridge says, you know, I don't mean to leave you with a trivial excuse. And when you call tomorrow, I'll know what to do. I'll pretend I'll be your pal, your buddy. Hey, bro. You know, <laughs> But I should go. So uh, <clears throat> it's funny that a song written to a straight guy um, that I've actually had straight guys write me and talk about how that song helped them with their girlfriends, which is um, really sweet, <laughs> actually. What's interesting is that like while the context of this for me felt very authentically between me and another guy that was unattainable, um, how funny it is, the universality of music that it would be used for Austin and Carrie's theme song in Days of Our Lives. And then a few years later would be used in season two finale, practically the entire song, uh, in the season two finale of The Vampire Diaries for um, whatever that couple was. D D D Delaney, Delaney, <laughs> Devin and Delaney, Elaney, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but there's a lesson in there for me. And I, and I, rem I remember this. I, I remember this lesson. It was very difficult to do it then because I think a lot of people would love to take that opportunity when there's substances involved, when there's some ambiguous feeling involved that you would jump at an opportunity to allow your feelings and your emotions to dictate your actions so impulsively 
that you do not stop to realize the potential repercussions of that and evaluate what you value the most, right? And of course, I've been around long enough to know that I have seen many a person decide to act on their sexual impulse as opposed to thinking first about what do they value the most out of this moment, out of this relationship, and may I possibly make another choice that enhances my life with this person, enhances my relationship with this person, instead of being selfish, And then that began to open up for me this whole conversation of selfish sex, right? And I oftentimes look at my past in uh, when there, when, you know, when I was in my wild days and there would be, you know, hookup sites and what other things that were happening. It's like we almost train ourselves um, to that sex is about shopping for your own self-gratification. It's very interesting because the highest experience of sex is to be of service to someone else, to be of service to someone else's uh, transformative experience through an uncomparable intimacy. Um, That's ideal. I'm not saying that there aren't many levels to sex. I actually have always thought that sex could be expressed between friends to this, to this. I just think that there's so many scenarios that sex can be appropriate and negotiated between two, two consenting adults and it'd be lovely. Um, I don't, I'm not rigid when it comes to that, but, um, I think that the fundamental energy behind it, I think what I'm trying to say is, um, there is the energy like I know with like apps and things that is a I'll get mine kind of energy as opposed to being really present with the other person and, and, and being of service with them and having, a, having just a higher experience, a higher vibration around it, you know? Um, and that's the difference between a world of shadow sex and a world of conscious uh, communicative, um, gracious and giving intimacy, you know, I guess we could talk a whole episode about that. Um, but it's, it's in the lyrics for me, it was part of the lesson that it just occurred to me after this scenario and then writing this song, like, Oh, that's a thing. So I guess podcast listener, it's, it's, enough this episode to just like grab a hold of that. Like, okay, that's a thing. Like, like developing a character of selfish sex is something one should be aware of, (laughs) you know, that we, that we take, uh, thought, thought, you know, behind our, uh, our, our, what kind of world we're creating for ourselves sexually and, and is it always self-centered um, or is it, um, you know, where you, where you get 
frustrated if 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 you're not getting what you want from this. Or are you able to create just a myriad of wonderful, fulfilling experiences that are giving, that are thoughtful to the other person, that are aware of the other person, that are creating a meaningful regardless of how you got there, whether it's a website or app or friends or a bar or whatever, but just to be genuinely there with the other person to see that, okay, they, to, to sense them, to, to feel what, what they desire, what they want, and to anticipate that and to, to be there for them, you know, uh, you feel me? You feel me? Like, I just think that that's so important. I just really do. And I think that it also keeps you from doing stupid things like I could have done with this wonderful guy who was a friend of mine who, I mean, had I made a move, how, um, that could have been detrimental. I don't think he would have been, uh, I think he, I don't think that he would have been angry. I think he would have been flattered and corrected the situation, <laughs> but I do also realize it would have always forever lived underneath our friendship, you know? Um, so I think it's kind of important to think that I, I guess we can also just take it even broader, further out from intimacy, from sex and just say, have how what do y'all think about like you know just really becoming a master of your feelings uh you know i know that we kind of live in a in a society where feelings reign as far as honor them feel them out do and i want us to honor them i want to honor our feelings but i'm more interested in instead of believing that what i feel is the truth I would rather become the observer of what I feel and evaluate whether or not that feeling is conducive to my highest good and then master that feeling. That's very, very different than just going with your feelings, right? Going with your feelings is going with your feelings, takes no effort, takes no wisdom, takes no spiritual seasoning whatsoever. But to become an observer of your feelings when they come up, again, evaluate them, evaluate what that feeling offers you. Is it going to be, is it going to encourage an expansive experience or is it going to encourage complication? Is it ego driven? Is it selfless driven? Is it gracious? You know, all those things. And then be able to, as a master of your feelings, decide whether or not you are going to allow that flow to continue or find a way to transform it and resolve it. Eh, I think that's good stuff. And I think that that is a really great thing to think about. So do you want to be the master of your emotions? To realize that you are not your emotions, that whatever you're feeling at any moment, is doesn't you don't have to identify with it and say, that's me, I am angry. How about, hmm, I have anger. You feel the distance that now has been created between myself, self, and that emotion of anger? Oh, I have anger. Okay, that's much different than I immediately identifying with an emotion and calling it you, and then now you feel egoically obligated to act upon it. That's... That's what it's all about, to become the observer of your emotions, to, oh, I have this going on. I understand why it's there. What would I like to do with it that could be beneficial for me and the other person and for the long-term game, right? 
Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Mastering, mastering our feelings, mastering our emotions. And if I should go for me, uh, suggest anything on a broader scope than just um, sex and intimacy, um, it definitely suggests to me the value of mastering your emotions and mastering your feelings. And uh, that's a fun topic to discuss, to consider. As you go through the week this week, I want you to notice when you have emotions and feelings come up, do you instantly identify with them? Or are you able to observe them as if you were sitting outside of them? And to maybe just create a little distance between you and your feelings this week. It's a really interesting practice and it creates a lot of distance between what you might feel, feelings that come up and emotions that come up and your ability to step back and observe them and then become sort of a, um, sort of a, have, have a wisdom about what you want to do with them in that moment. That's, that's good stuff. So think about that this week. I think it's good. I think it would be fun for you to notice and I'll do it with you. Fun for you to notice how often we just immediately identify with our emotions or how capable we are of just observing them, stepping back from them and evaluating and asking, what do I want to do with these feelings? How can I go with it and allow it to fuel the next action? Or how can I transform it into something else that's more constructive? Really, really good stuff. And you have the power to do it. It's all yours to do, okay? So uh, think on that uh, for this week. And gosh, for this song, I should go. Um, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for everyone who has found something about this song that has been so special and meaningful to them. Uh, this song changed my life and uh, a couple of times. And I'm really grateful that it's still here. Still here. Yeah. Um, and it has a life. It has a story, right? So I'll leave that with you guys. Now, listen, remember, if you want to uh, join the virtual concert series October 31st for the album One of the Ones, levichrist.com slash ticks you know what to do all right listen you guys have a great week um grab a hold of that master your emotions be the master of your emotions uh and your feelings and uh as i know you are and uh paradise is yours to the degree that you can imagine it so go onward have a great week and you know i'm going to be here next week talking to you take care bye Isn't it familiar? I hadn't had someone to talk to in such a long time And it's strange what we have in common And your company was just the thing I needed tonight But somehow I feel I should apologize I'm just a little shaken But what's going on inside I should go Before my will gets any weaker And my eyes begin to linger Longer than they should I should go Before I lose my
And this hour holds more meaning Than it ever could I should go I should go Baby, I should go It's so hard Keeping my composure Pretend I don't see how your body curves beneath your clothes And your laugh is pure and unaffected It frightens me to know so well the place I shouldn't go But I know I gotta take the noble path Cause I don't want you to question the intentions that I have I should go for my will gets any weaker And my eyes begin to linger Longer than they should I should go Before I lose my sense of reason And this hour holds more meaning Than it ever could I should go I should go Baby, I should go But now I don't mean to leave you With a trivial excuse And when you call tomorrow I'll know what to do But I should go Before my will gets any weaker And my eyes begin to linger Longer than they should I should go Before I lose my sense of reason And this hour holds more meaning Than it ever could I should go I should go Baby, I should go I should go Baby, I should go I should go